Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Stare Down. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate podcast amongst friends. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. Bill Risser in St. Petersburg, Florida. Todd Meininger, coming Georgia. And Anthony Malafronte down in Tampa. What's up, boys? It's March Madness. How are you, Bill? I'm doing great. Uh, I love it. It was so fun to watch the, uh, watch the brackets get revealed on the little TV while we were watching an amazing golf tournament on the other TV. And basking in the globe and proving a golf score by 11 strokes the, from the week before it was a great weekend at the Risser abode and a great time. And not to mention it was 82 degrees both days and just Did you go in the seventies. No, I went into the eighties. <laughs> so <it> was... okay. <laughs> That's how bad last weekend was. That's huh? how bad last weekend was. Yeah. So, uh, felt really good. So that's it. That's it for me. I had a great time. Last, last weekend was a, uh, a spring day in Phoenix, mid nineties, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this week it was a, a nice March day in Florida, which felt really good. <laughs> so nice. all good. Yeah. And did you guys get out and about in the, in the city, you and Cindy do anything yeah, fun around the, you know, we went out and watched the sunset, the first uh, sunset at seven forty instead of six forty. Uh, I guess you'll call right, it. So, yeah. By the way, we went out to the beach to watch the sunset just to go. We got there 30 minutes before the sunset. It was packed. Yeah. Spring break is exploding in Florida again. And nobody was social, did no mass, no nothing. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully a dent's been made and you know, um, right. the, the people that were social distancing were the same ones who got sick last year. <laughs> so maybe they'll yeah. be fine. Um, well, so. and, and traffic's gonna pick up a little bit, but hopefully some of your local establishments get some business and that's Green definitely and, you know. Yeah, definitely happening. I, I had to take a, a midday walk today. The morning was busy. And I went out on the pier to do my loop, which I always do. And um, there had to be a 1000 people on the pier. It was just wow. packed, just packed people using the grass and everything. Yeah, all over walking on the grass, chilling out the kids in the splash pads. It was just amazing. So uh, it was kind of fun to see. Great. Yep. Todd, how about you, bud? What's going on in outside the ATL? Uh, OTP. Uh, OTP outside the perimeter. Yes, sir. Um, really good weekend. Weather-wise was fantastic. Um, of course, it's a tease, right? It's going to get cold again or cold, but um, there's there's a phrase. I forget what they call it, but uh, it's the, the warm, then cold again, and then finally it'll be warm in a couple of weeks. But uh, great weekend. Played tennis. Um, went to a lot of outdoor patios and a lot of golf and and, and had some beers. Um, actually had the kids this last weekend, which is uh, a rare treat. So uh, everything, everything was good, man. Just a great weekend. Loved that golf tournament this weekend. I know we're going to talk a bunch about it and um, looking forward to a great week of, uh, of work. Awesome. How about you, sir? Yep. Mal, how about you, bud? Uh, had a, another really good weekend. Uh, played a little golf. Went from losing seven golf balls to just two. So that was a a huge plus, uh, put it a lot better. Uh, no, Bill and I were walking down a fairway and I came to a realization after Bill, how many years did we say 50, almost 50 years of 50, playing golf? 50 plus for you, 40 plus for me. And what did we, what did we figure out about the game of golf after 90 combined years of golfing? Go ahead. Tell them that's really this basically is super, cool. The super cool. Short, short putts never go in. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that amazing? Did you know that? Did you guys know yeah. that? <laughs> I just right. always say golf is hard. Just golf is hard. That's all. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we overthink the game of golf a lot and uh, getting to just trust our athletic ability, even at a, an advanced age is probably better than all the other things that we've been trying to do. Yeah. Uh, there's a number of things that we continue to overthink and consistency of routine, et cetera, like in life, right, Sean, is, uh, yeah. is a, is a great thing. And, uh, so, but we had a nice round on the nice round on the golf course, had a buyer in town from the Bronx sweet family. And, uh, we're one of 20 offers. And I just got a text message before we, uh, we came on, on, uh, we came on, uh, onto the podcast that we're, we're still in the running, uh, He's eliminated many of them. So we're hoping that maybe we'll find this nice couple, a uh, nice family, a, uh, a home here in Tampa. Uh, 
She's from the Bronx and she said she's tired of walking 77 steps up every day Ooh. to get so to sounds the like she's been counting now. She's counted them every day for a long time. So uh, yeah. The well, market uh, here is I wish her luck. Sometimes knowing you're in the final final three or four is good and sometimes it's bad because it means you're that that close. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. but that's encouraging. That's yeah. you know, maybe you get it, maybe you'll get a counter offer and you can you can jump on it, right? We hope so. We hope so. We'll see how it goes. But uh, uh, so then, uh, and other than other than working, uh, got to spend some great time with the grandbaby over the weekend. Uh, I'll share a video with you guys of her and I planting a little bit in our front yard. She helped me water all the plants in. It's <laughs> pretty pretty good stuff. But uh, that's awesome. How about you, Sean? How was your week? Hey, I had a good weekend. I great episode of lost lyrics on friday night uh yes, it was. and then saturday i got up and played my first round of golf here in ohio uh our course mm -hmm. is open now and uh, i got out for my first time and it was a uh, you know typical first round of golf even though i played in pinehurst a couple weeks ago it was a couple good shots couple couple uh chips that weren't good um greens are greens are bumpy uh you know but it was just you know good to be out last Made my first birdie of the year in Ohio. Made a couple in Pinehurst, but um, first birdie, which is always fun. Uh, Shane and Kevin and I, we, we kind of tracked. Our, the goal is first one to get all 36 holes birdied uh, during the summer. And last year I had like eight that I didn't even come close to. Um, so that would take me a, years, Sean. That, that probably gets worse. That gets worse <laughs> as you get older. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I don't think oh, I could I ever do that. I was looking, Shane and I were talking on the 16th hole. We were walking up the fairway and I was looking at my, notes in my phone from last year there was three par three par fives on the seven on the course that i didn't birdie last year mm. so wow kind of hard to, to, to birdie the par fours let alone if you can't birdie the par fives <laughs> um, it was it was fun and then i showed a house um to a couple that i started showing houses to first time home buyers mile showed a house it came on the market saturday morning and you know they were excited just by looking at it on the mls and it's like can we see this one and i said yeah sure it, it kind of checks all your boxes and let's let's go see it you know, Saturday afternoon and it was close enough to their apartment. They walked and they were so excited. They drove through the neighborhood in the morning. They walked through the neighborhood in the afternoon. Uh, turns out, you know, we, we liked the house. We wrote an offer and found out about a couple hours ago that after being one of the top three, we got the deal. So they were thrilled. I got them on the phone and I, when they're, when they're not together, I always, it's hard to tell just one and not the other. Cause you know, you kind of want to share that news, Anthony. So we got them on a three-way call and the girls was screaming slash crying so loud. Rhonda came down the stairs and thought someone was hurt. And <laughs> I said, no, that's a good cry. Uh, she's super excited. So um, what, what was uh, it that won you the deal, Sean, do you think? You, you know, it's funny. I'll, I'll share with you. Uh, it, it was a relationship. It was me knowing the co-op agent for almost all 23 years in the business. When I called her up and said, my clients are very interested. Would love to work with you. We've known each other for 23 years. We've never had a chance to work together, but you're someone I respect in the business. And so anything you can tell me to help make a good deal, you know, we wrote a very good offer, very strong, had two lenders, both, you know, one from their hometown, one from local. We, you know, we worked out some really good financing issues. And um, when I sent over the offer and then the agent called me back just to clarify something on the offer, she said, Sean, I've been in the business 32 years. And I've never seen a cleaner, more creatively written contract. And I'm just in awe that, I mean, I can't even imagine anything's going to come in that's going to beat it. Something might come in with a better number, but not all the other, you know, because what I, what I really taught my, or talked to my clients about, Mel, and I'm sure you do the same thing, is in a multiple offer situation, 14, 15, 20 offers, all they're doing is putting a spreadsheet in front of the people with here's all the prices, here's all the days on the, here's all the inspection periods, here's all the, you know, and I just try to say, we got to make everything in, in all the other boxes look better and have that other column be something unique and different. So, yeah, so we'll talk offline about it, but I'm super happy for them. And now we just got to, you know, do all of our due diligence and get, get there. So, um, and then, and then, uh, and then yesterday awesome. was just one of those good days where Ron and I went shopping for some stuff for the basement, which is going to get, hopefully get started finishing up this week and, uh, watched a lot of golf and, uh, and, um, you know, started off the week nicely with a, a blog post that got amazing comments um, from people, how it hit them at the right time, at the right place. And, uh, and a great day of coaching today. Talked to six of our top agents in Cincinnati and just love the energy 
Yeah, we heard from them. That was perfect right there, Mel. Perfect. So guys, let's talk. We always start with championships and we're not going to change now. Uh, the tournament players championship was one to watch. It is kind of NBC's major. It, you know, I literally watched from the third, the third or fourth to last group teeing off on one to, till the last group finished on 18. Yeah. It was awesome. And the, you know, the coverage, the, first of all, I've never seen that course look better than it did this week. It was absolutely unbelievable. I know they did some renovations and changes, you know, after last year and without a lot of play, man, it looked good, but just let's just go around the horn and let's start with you, Bill. Uh, Justin Thomas is the winner, but your just thoughts on, on the tournament itself. And then we'll break down some of the players and some of the action. Yeah, it's, it's so, you know, it's masters like now for, uh, for, I think for probably for a lot of people, cause you know, what's coming, you know, the course there's, um, you know, you have amen corner at Augusta, but man, 16, 17 and 18 are just so fun to watch. Right. With that, that massive part, you know, the, 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 I say the massive, but the par five with all the trouble. 17 is just amazing. And I, I did not see, I mean, I might've slipped away a little bit, but on 17, I didn't see one person carry the trap, hit the slope and roll down. Now, Harmon yeah. hit a bullet. He probably pulled the shit out of it and he hit it very close and got a birdie. He hit it a great little shot down to the lower level on the right, but not one person could catch that slope. They all could not commit to that hitting it that far to the right, you know, and uh, that was very fun to watch. And look, I, you know, um, I lo- it, it uh, has had all the excitement you wanted to have. There were so many opportunities, so many options. Uh, JT came back and gave it up, gave up a little bit of his, his lead and made it more exciting. Uh, just a fantastic tournament. Love that thing. Yeah. Todd. So quick uh, highlights. One love that there seems to be more and more patrons, right? It, it's, you're, it's starting to sound a little more like golf. So that was really cool. Um, so yeah. <sighs> Justin Thomas, after 27 holes, was below the cut line. Think about that, right? I mean, just Thursday and Friday are important, but geez, um, just that boggles my mind, right? That 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 stat alone is really. Bill's cool. saying you can't win the tournament on the first two days, but you can lose it on the first two days. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Yeah, and uh, even if he was one below the cut line, he had nine holes to play to to get to make the cut and 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 move on Saturday and 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 win on Sunday. So really, that's pretty cool. Um, it's well documented uh, what Justin's been going through. Um, he had that incident in Hawaii, uh, which he owned up to and and said, you know, I'm better than that. That's not me. Um, I think he didn't said all the right things, and people have have kind of moved on. Um, just chalk it up to a, a mistake. Um, and then with his grandfather, obviously, uh, real close to him. So super neat to see him kind of overcome um, some adversity. Um, at the same time, God, I really kind of wanted to watch uh, Westwood win, right? I mean, mm-hmm. with a 47-year-old guy who seems to be really enjoying the walk now. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with his, his girlfriend slash caddy. Um, she seems to have ground him. So back-to-back weeks on two tough Florida courses, finishing second. Um, he tweeted today, he's enjoying, life's good, he's enjoying it. So part of me was rooting for, uh, for Lee Westwood, but God, I wasn't, I wasn't upset Justin, uh, Justin Thomas came through. So you know, cool. Lee, Lee, Lee Westwood kind of filling the role of Colin Montgomery, but, but Lee, Lee Westwood seems to have never been really hated. You know, right. people hated Montgomery. They just didn't like him. They didn't like his attitude. They didn't like him for the Ryder Cup. But Westwood kind of liked being the villain too, right? Westwood um, is always that young guy that kind of paired up with with uh, uh, Darren um, Clark. Darren Clark, yeah. Was just that young gun kind of was never really a showman, but was always just a stick in the in the majors. Um, yeah, so it was a you know nice to see him make that putt in the last hole to get solo second. I mean, that was a that was a big putt. That, that was a huge money putt right there. Yeah. And what could have been if he made that putt on 17, right? I mean, the playoff, um, you can't, who knows what happens on 18. Everything yeah. changes. Yeah. God, what toughness that was on 17. Mal, over, just overall thoughts? I don't remember the last time back-to-back tournaments had the same group, the same two guys in the final group. I went back in my memory and I couldn't think of a time that that's happened. That was pretty cool. Uh, watching them both do it again. And as much as you don't like Bryson DeChambeau or people don't like him, he does move the needle. He's, uh, 
you know, he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, people think are crazy or he's doing all these things that are odd, but we thought the same thing about Elon Musk and, and <laughs> Warren Buffett and, and you know, Thomas Edison. And I mean, it goes on and on the people that have pushed the needle the way he has. And I, I gotta admit, I mean, I've said it here on this show that, you know, he kind of rubs me the wrong way. I'm liking him a little bit more. Yeah. His likability is factor has gone up, up right? man. I know yeah. it's gone up. Uh, and to both, to all of your points, you can't like Lee Westwood more. Uh, his comment after he lost now he lost and won more money yesterday than he has in any other golf tournament that he's ever played in. Right. That was his largest check that he's ever cashed for coming in second, but he did say, I just didn't play well enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm, it's, it's fun to go out and play with the young chaps and hold my own, but I just couldn't play. I just didn't play well enough. And if you told me 25 years ago when I started that I'd be doing it today, I would have told you, I don't think so. So now, to watch that gratitude and to watch a guy play exceptionally well, uh, that was fun. A lot of fun. And you know, going back to the final round, Justin Thomas didn't miss a green until the 18th and, and missed, missed it by, by an inch. Think about that. That's a hard mm -hmm. golf course. And he hit every green in regulation, except for the last one, which he missed by an inch. Well, let's talk about a couple things. Um, first of all, uh, Thursday, hole 17, 35 balls in the water on 17. Ben on had more than 10% of them uh, with four. And not a couple, right? <laughs> yeah. Nah had a couple. Uh, just, you know, the course was playing so tough and so fast. And that was just on Thursday. But that back pin placement was just really messing the guys up. And I think they were all just thinking they were landing at the middle of the green. And it was amazing how many rolled over. And then when they come to that drop area, they just couldn't get the distance. They would spin it back. And, and it was, you know, it was, you know, I guess fun to watch, but also just brutal. Um, but the course, I think overall, you know, had so many in the water. Um, you know, the, I think I, I, I shared with you guys on the Instagram that one funny video from Ian Poulter with Poulter and, Terrell Hatton and Rory and someone else sitting around the table and they were 29 over as a group uh, sitting there and they were kind of yeah. laughing about it, but you know, you get a chance to see inside the story. Um, how about Bryson's tee shot on four, which kind Ooh. of really set him off. It was like a, it was like a cold ass top shank. And, mm. and then the next one was just a bullet right into the trees and, and it was just weird. Right. Yeah, especially for somebody who had a vested interest in Bryson DeChambeau playing well. Because <laughs> that was early in the round. You're thinking, oh, no, he's going to lose it. He's going to end up around even for the day. But you he, know he the neat part about pulled Pete, it back together. Pete Dye's design there is that every hole out there is birdieable and every hole out there is bogeyable. It's, you know, one little miss. I mean, it was kind of sad to see Gim come unraveled, but you know, hits in the water on seven, then hits the second shot in the water on seven and makes an eight. And then, you know, hits two in the water on 17. Um, you know, but that's, that's, he'll probably learn more in that law in that, you know, 78 that he shot than he would, if he would have shot a 74 and finished, you know, a couple thousand dollars higher, but just as he'll, far back. He'll be back. That he's he's oh, yeah. another, to watch. Yeah. another very likable young man. Oh, and for sure. We we're talking about it Sunday on the go. I don't know if you guys saw the, it was either on the golf channel or on the actual coverage where they talked about his getting into the game of golf. He didn't get his first, he didn't open up his first box of new golf balls to right before he went to college. Hmm. Oh, he just always used. He always balls. used whatever balls he could get, used balls, range balls, whatever he could get. Mom and dad worked really hard to get him into the tournaments that he needed to get in. He ended up going to Texas and obviously being a very, very good college player, but hmm. he didn't open up his very first sleeve of new golf balls till right before he went to college. Wow. Wow. Kind of neat. Um, let's talk about the champion for a minute. Thomas, I believe that's his 13th win. He's now the 14th. Um, he uh, is the only other player to win uh, a major 
and the TPC and at least 14 tournaments mm-hmm. under the age of 28 besides Tiger Woods. Um, I th- all those all those stats pretty much are just going to be Tiger and somebody else. Um, right. <laughs> but let's, you know, his, you know, he bogeys eight after kind of just par, 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 just kept missing, kept missing. But he said in the interview, he stayed patient. He then birdies nine, birdies 10, birdies 11, or, or Eagles 11. Eagles 11, yeah. Eagles 11, hit that one close. Uh, and then birdies 12 on a beautiful chip from the back. You know, Azinger called it. He said, this is one he could make. And he left it, what, a foot, not, not even a foot, a couple inches short. Yep. And just missed a birdie on, on 13. And then, man, 14 is just such a tough hole. He ends up three-putting that one, you know, uh, 16. And then how about the, the on Saturday and on Sunday, the, the hook shots on 18, 18. that – with the Literally, five wood, with the on five both wood. days, could have, on both days could have gone in the water, yep. and both days just somehow stayed out and got 60, 70 yards of roll the way they were running down the road. You know, that's quite a, um, he had quite a, a different look. He had a As I say, quite a different look from Tiger's, st- you know, three wood stinger, or you know, the the he, he, this was a, a, just a big flying hook that he hit both days. Very fun to watch. He also used it um, out in the course somewhere on Sunday. Might have been on, might have been on sixteen off the tee. Yeah, I think it was. Hmm. Same thing. He hit that uh, big. It looked like a snap hook, but it put him in yeah. perfect position. You know, so yeah, great. And then you know West Westwood. Obviously, I think that you know his his round. He he was sixty yards behind Bryson on sixteen. Right. He hit a three iron. Bryson hit a nine iron. Uh, he hit a three iron, pulled it just a little bit left, hit the trees and fell right behind those trees. He had that weird angle billet, you know, trying to hit an 80 yard bunker shots hard enough when you have to hit it low on purpose and then have it bounce up. He kind of semi shanked it into the next bunker, saved par, yeah. nice, nice save a par. Um, Harmon, I believe is a member at Dylan's club, right? Anthony. He is Brian Harmon, likable guy. Uh, we talked about DeChambeau. DeChambeau, you know, I think um, he's, you talk about moving the needle. He's, he's, I think the only player since that I have a feeling this summer when he's in contention, people will come in the club and make, when they're making the turn and they'll say, how's Bryson doing? No, yeah. nobody says, how's DJ doing? How's Brian Harmon doing? How's Paul Casey doing? But they'll say, how's Bryson doing? And think about this for a second. Bryson had people, lined up around hole number six on the front nine at Bay Hill yeah. for one reason and one reason only to watch him do something. So you, you picture the holes at the masters where he could take a wicked lash at it, right? 14, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, get to the front of the green, um, 15. He, he's going to drive three. He's going to try three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good job by Taylor. Good job. Paul Casey, Bill, your boy hanging around, just, just playing good. Steady, right? Yeah. Yeah. Super steady. Played, making a played, ton of money in his, played, in his play late with Rom days. on Saturday or Sunday, but it was he, fun to he, see the two uh, ASU. He played with, uh, yeah. I think he played with uh, Sergio, didn't he? Yeah, there was one I day he played was... with Rom. So had, yep. had two two ASU players from Europe. It's kind of fun. Yep. Corey Connors plays good again. Um, mm-hmm. Just just a great tournament. Just so, just fun to, to just watch. Give, and... Just to wrap it up, I'll, I'll give you a couple this this assessment. After Friday, I was like done in our fantasy golf league. There was no way because. Bryson and Justin both were way back, way back, 30, 40, something like that. Both of them have these amazing Saturdays. And the guy who was, who ended up, I ended up beating Sunday, late Sunday, sent me a note that Saturday, a text going, you asshole. (laughs) 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 Because he had such a lead and I came roaring back on Saturday. It's listen, listen, it's like I did it. You know, I hit those shots and uh, yeah, super fun. So that's funny. My seventeenth, so my seventeenth career win in this league. I feel like Justin. Pretty, I'm ahead of him. That's pretty good. Really, <laughs> I love it. So, and nice, uh, nice touching interview with with Justin at the end of the day. I talked about his oh. grandpa. You see, you see oh, uh, what he said. He goes, he goes, gosh dang it! Why did you have to do that? He was a little upset because <laughs> he made him cry. How, how um, neat is it that um, his parents basically go to every tournament that yeah. he's that. And they walk every round and uh, real close to his grandfather and his girlfriend apparently um, stuck with him. Uh, and she was on him. He said, I, she advised me, you need, you're going through a rough time with what happened. Why? And I was a grandfather and she yeah. encouraged him to get help. 
And he talked about that. He was like, it was really important. You think I'm this golfer with all this money and I have no problems and I'm just a regular guy. And uh, it was, that was kind of neat um, when he opened up about that. So yeah. very interesting too, to watch as you go through the years, um, the family structure, because sometimes a golfer knows it's going to be mom first because of whatever, but other times it's dad. Oh, and with Justin, dad it's, first. Yep. Justin, it's dad every time. Then mom's politely yep. waiting for her trip. And then, and then the and girlfriend's dad, smart enough waits for the third, for the third hug, right? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty neat to see that. Uh, especially from guys who went a lot, you kind of get up, it gets into the rhythm of what they're, how they grew up. It's pretty neat. That is cool. So they, they go to Honda this week, uh, down at the bears, um, course in West Palm, uh, I'm just looking at some, some information. They have Daniel Berger as the odds-on favorite. Uh, I guess it's one of his home courses. Um, but they say Lee West, what had Lee Westwood in like a second position is like favorite. Wow. Listen Can you do three says, in a row, boys? Can you do three in a row? <laughs> seven for seven, making the cut there with four top tens. Wow. Um, tied for fourth there last wow. year and uh, second in strokes gained putting. So, um, you know, his 47-year-old nerves were were on, you know, certainly on demand and I mean, I don't know how many times the announcers tried to jinx him saying he's never missed inside until 17. He finally missed, right? Yeah. Um, you see, oh, Bill, I was going to say that, that, that greenside bunker, I played that hole. Um, I hit the middle of the green. Uh, I believe I hit an eight iron. These guys were hitting sand wedges. Um, does it, it seems like where that pin was, being in the bunker wouldn't be a bad place because you're kind of coming out to the same level. Long as you get but, a, long as you get to the bottom of the bunker and you got nothing funny going on, right? If you're Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But 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 it, it's one thing to aim for the green. Yeah. It's another thing to try and get it in the bunker, yeah, right? That's true. Yeah, you push and a the little bit into the hit, water. If you hit it just long in the bunker, it could bounce over and yeah. go in the water. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know the so, uh, um did you did you all hear the comment? I can't remember Lee's girlfriend's name. Helen. H Helen, who who is a sports psychologist? either oh, I didn't know that either either by trade or by school or just because of what she does with but but they had that long conversation about a couple of things one Westwood does all the work she simply carries the bag and just talks to him just keeps him calm keeps him loose and all that stuff uh, she's very good at that and and uh, BDC called it Lee's secret weapon he said Helen's amazing mm -hmm. that's why he's playing so well and I thought wow I saw that interview with Bryson cool. that was cool yeah, yeah. that was kind of neat so yeah very cool. Um, last thing on golf, guys, four weeks from today, Masters Monday. <laughs> four weeks from today, wow. Masters Monday. So kind of cool. And uh, that means uh, four weeks from today is also the NCAA championship, which is going to be our next subject um, heading into um, actually be February, April 5th. So I guess Masters is a week later this year uh, for some reason. But we are... Uh, we are at that spot. Yesterday was a glorious day. Like you said, Bill, with the <laughs> March Madness brackets kind of coming out, not a whole lot of wasted time. They, as soon as the Buckeye-Illinois game ended in overtime, yep. which shouldn't have even got to that. You know, maybe we'll start there. I mean, the oh, Buckeyes were down. down. Calm down, Buckeye. <laughs> we, we didn't, every time we flipped it on from the golf, they were losing. So Rhonda said, just leave it off. They do better when we're not watching. And so no. I flip back. I'm like, hey, they're only down by five. And then they like go on a 0-4 run. Um, and Ron was like, turn it off. And then she's like on her phone. She's like, oh my God, they're going to overtime. So <laughs> that's what this is for, Sean. Put exactly. it on a small screen, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Alabama wins the uh, SEC first time in uh, over 20 years, uh, beat LSU. Um, Kentucky loses in the first round. They're done for the season. Probably, probably better for Kentucky fans just to be done with it, right? Yeah, Rhonda. What did Rhonda say about that? She was glad they. She's lost. had a lot of success over the years, Bill. Yes, fun. she has with Kentucky basketball. You're right. <laughs> exactly. It's like Tiger missing the cut in a major. It's like he'll get over it. It'll be fine. <laughs> Which right. probably rarely happened, by the way. Um, so we'll talk about March Madness, but you want? Is there anything else we want to cover before we kind of go to our our picks? Because I, I might have to pull up my my brackets. Well, kind of I love watching. I mean, I'm a big Big East guy coming from you know the New England. Went to many Big East tournaments back in the day. Yeah. Uh, watching Patrick Ewing become the first player and coach to win hmm. the Big East tournament was kind of cool. In uh, Madison Square Garden, too. Where he in Madison Square Garden. Uh, and he was um, a freshman MVP of the Big East tournament. Hmm. And his, his freshman guard won the MVP. Humble kid. Played a great tournament i'm drawing a blank on his name at the moment but 
he was fantastic. That was that was fun to watch. Uh, he uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but he Patrick Ewing was walking through Madison Square Garden, and he didn't have his name badge on, and security stopped him, and said, "Sir, I'm sorry, you can't go in there. You don't have a name badge." And he looked at him and said, "Don't you know who I am?" He says, "No, I don't." All right. So these were. He's so far removed from being a Nick playing at Madison Square Garden that the he's people were recognizable. There, I think they're busting. He's pretty recognizable. Really but, uh, <laughs> seven but he, seven foot. I mean, come on. Yep. Right. But they wouldn't let him in. Someone had to walk his badge out to him so he could walk in. And uh, so he he took he took umbrage to that nicely. But he goes, you know, I guess I was good when I was here, but once I'm gone, I'm forgotten or something to that effect. But uh, mm. now he. Uh, he, he brought up the, the memory of uh, John Thompson. It was the 49th anniversary of John Thompson being um, selected as the Georgetown coach wow. on the day that they won the tournament, which was pretty cool. Uh, and uh, the Big East tournament always was a great tournament to go to. So to, to watch it kind of begin to get a little bit of its luster back was a lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah. You had a lot of old... Uh... Paisan coaches you followed, right? Massimino, Carnesecca. Yeah. <laughs> you, you could not have had more fun back in the day. <laughs> John Thompson and Louis Carnesecca, those were some of the greatest matchups. Georgetown and St. John's, they were some of the greatest matchups ever. Yeah. When you remember when John Thompson came out wearing the exact yep. same sweater as Lou Carnesecca? Yeah, that's that so was funny. Great. I do. Yep. That was great. Um Dotted, did you watch any of the games this weekend? Uh, which games? Any of the any of the basketball games at any point, you know, with the tournament? I actually watched um, Sunderland hoist a trophy on Saturday. They won the Papa John's EFL Cup for League One. So that's uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I I've and I wasn't kidding in my text. I've won. I've watched very little college basketball all year. So when I win in my bracket, it'll be fitting. I'll be like the intern who's never watched a basketball game that enters the office pool and, and, and wins right <laughs> so just get ready just get ready that's awesome so so anything else we want to cover guys before we go to our our picks no nah, let's, let's do it all right so how do you want to do this i think maybe the easiest way guys um i haven't hit submit because i might change as we talk um you want to go through like um oh geez we don't need to go through all the picks. Why don't we do this? Why don't we um, only talk about any upsets we have? We'll go by we'll go by regions, right? And we'll we'll name our our teams heading into the final four and who they're beating in the semifinals in each region. That that, that work? Hmm. Uh, upsets. Sure. Hmm. Uh, yeah. a, a higher. That might seed. be tougher. It might be easier just to go, just rattle game by game. Off, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You okay. want to, Safe, you yeah. rattle off, rattle off your West, and then we'll we'll each do the same. All right, Gonzaga, we go game by game. Sure. Gonzaga, Oklahoma, advance. Okay. Uh, I got Santa Barbara, Virginia. So I'm picking the twelve upset there. Over twelve. Okay. Uh, USC, Kansas, and Oregon, Iowa. Okay. You skip then Virginia. I, then I. Oh, then okay. I go, I'm sorry. Then I go chalk. One, one, two, three, four in. Chalk to the Elite Eight with Gonzaga playing Iowa, and then Gonzaga comes out of the West and stays wow. undefeated and goes to the Final Four. Wow. I'll go All next. Right. I, I, All right, Bill. I have Gonzaga, Oklahoma, just like you. I do have Creighton beating Santa Barbara because no, like the Gauchos, I think that's their name. Forget it. Um, mm -hmm. I have uh, them playing Virginia, uh, USC and Kansas and Oregon and Iowa, just like you. So uh, I right. do have SC upsetting Kansas, so Iowa, USC, Gonzaga. As he's got, as he's got two brothers, including their big center, uh, pretty solid. You know more than I do. Um, I also have <laughs> <laughs> Gonzaga against Creighton, so I have Creighton making it all the way to the uh, Sweet 16, and then uh, from there uh, I have Gonzaga, USC. Your, you know, those two boys, those brothers, and uh, and I have Gonzaga moving on to the Final Four. Okay. So we're, we're the same there. Todd? Boy, Bill, you're, you're brilliant. Um, this same is either one. Good for you or really bad. So uh, Gonzaga, not Gonzaga, it's Gonzaga. I, I was having fun with it. 
<laughs> we, <Dang. laughs> I know. Uh, I got Missouri. Um, I also have Creighton, um, Virginia, USC, Kansas. I got VCU beating Oregon upset 10-7, and then Iowa. Okay. Mm. Um, let's see. Then I have Gonzaga, Missouri. I got uh, Gonzaga and Creighton, just like Bill. Um, I have USC and Iowa. And then I have Gonzaga, USC, shocking Bill. You're Ooh. brilliant. And then Gonzaga in the, uh, in the final four. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. Mal, any, any differences? You're brilliant, Bill. You are brilliant. Yeah, I, got, mm. I got one big one. I got UCSB going to the Sweet 16 from 12. I, I thought about that a lot. Yeah. Wow. Can I you send us be... your money now, Mal? Yeah, or... I can. Venmo, you can send me your link. Uh, <laughs> I got them beating Creighton. I got them beating Virginia. And then getting beat by Gonzaga. Wow. Uh, and then the rest is pretty much the same. Although I have Kansas beating Iowa. I think Kansas is kind of like a sleeping dog a little bit. They haven't played a lot of games. They're fe- they're relatively healthy. They're very talented. And uh, I just have a feeling that they might be the sleeper that comes out of the bottom half of that bracket. Yeah, and that's the corn-fed clash there at Kansas-Iowa. Yeah. And I just, I just, I picked Kansas. <laughs> so I got Gonzaga and Kansas going through. I also have USC getting beat in the first round. I should say wow. that as well. You know, yeah. over the Wichita. Have that many guards. They have Who zero do you have in the guards. final four, Mel? Gonzaga? Gonzaga beating Kansas to go to the final yeah, so four. We're, 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 chalky. we're chalky. Gonzaga, yeah, we are chalky. Um, Gonzaga has beat Iowa this year and they've beaten Kansas this year. So I'll be curious to see um, yep. both early in the season. Um, be curious to see. And obviously any game Gonzaga wins, they're that much closer, the pressure on. Um, yep you know, of, of being, becoming the first team since 1979 or 78, uh, 76 with Indiana being undefeated. I saw an interview with Bill Self yesterday and he just seemed quietly confident that his team was peaking that playing well at the right time. He just, he had that air of confidence about him. He's a good coach. He's been there a long time. They haven't played a lot of games, so they're going to be pretty healthy. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was that was the two. I don't think I don't think USC is going to win a game. I think they'll get beat right away. All right, let's keep the same order. But Bill, you slide to the top, then Todd, then Mal, then me. Let's go to the East, bottom left. All right, the East. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. So, chalk Michigan, LSU in the first uh, battle. Same thing, Colorado, Florida State. I don't have a twelve-five upset there. Uh, BYU, Texas, just sticking chalk as chalk can get. But my uh, and then same thing here, Alabama, Connecticut. So I went just straight along the, the favorites. Um, I have Michigan, Florida State, uh, and Texas, Alabama, one, two, three, four, very Sean-like. Uh, but here's where things get fun. Florida State beats Michigan and Texas beats Alabama. There's, there's the big reach. You got to have a reach somewhere. Uh, sure. And that, yeah, you have to, right? And then I have Texas moving on into the final four to play the Zags. Wow, Shaka Smart. Yep. Coach. It's all about the coach. Wow. Very cool. All right, Todd, you're up. Bill, we'll both attest. We did not consult each other. Okay. Um, when we made the- all right. Okay, good. So I have um, Michigan, LSU. Uh-huh. Uh, then I have Georgetown upsetting Colorado only because. Possible. Possible, yeah. My nephew lives in Georgetown, and I have a great nephew that's very cute, and uh, it's a 12-5, so I had to pick Georgetown. Um, I got Florida State. I got BYU, Texas. I have Connecticut, Alabama. Uh, Moving on, I have Michigan beating LSU. I got Florida State beating Georgetown. I have Texas beating BYU, and I have Alabama beating Connecticut. Sorry, Mel. (laughs) Uh, then the shocker of shockers, I have Florida State upsetting Michigan. Wow. Texas, Texas upsetting Alabama. What? And my final four is F-L-O-R-I-D-A-S-T-A-T-E. Sucks. Sucks. Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> you put Florida State in the final four. Ouch. I did. Can you imagine? What's wow. wrong with me? All right, Mal. I got a lot of upsets in this one. I'll be honest with you. We'll be I do. Your chaos, your chaos corner. Yep. I... I uh, I got St. Bonaventure beating LSU, Michigan going straight. I'll just say it. They're going straight through to the, to the final four. They're going to beat everybody they play. I got nine beating the eight St. Bonaventure beating uh, LSU. I got Georgetown beating Colorado. That game's going to be a high scoring game. LSU. Yes, Sandy, it is. St. Bonaventure. Yep. Yep. I got Georgetown beating FSU. 
So Georgetown, Michigan, and that's where Michigan beats Georgetown. And wow. coming out of the bottom, uh, uh, Alabama, UConn, Texas, and BYU winning their first games. UConn beating Alabama. But if Boltwright is hurt, then probably not. He's got a bat. He's got a bum ankle. But if he comes, if he comes into the tournament healthy, I don't think uh, Alabama has anybody that can guard him, and I think he'll do really well. And UConn and BYU with UConn beating BYU. That's my a little bit of my heart, but I mm. think they're pretty good. Uh, they were the second best team in the Big East in the tournament. They played really well. Uh, yep. And then uh, Michigan beating UConn to get to the Final Four. Okay. Um, I go Michigan, LSU, Georgetown, Florida State. So I got two 12s on the left side of the bracket winning. Uh, BYU, Texas, Connecticut, Alabama. Then it wow. shakes up a little bit. I got LSU beating Michigan. Hmm. LSU, Georgetown. Early. That's an early upset, wow. eh? Two lower seeds. One. Two lower seeds jumping in. Michigan being the first one seed out. Uh, then at the bottom, I have BYU beating Texas, playing Alabama. I have LSU continuing their magic. LSU plays Alabama, rematch of the SEC championship game. And... Alabama goes to the final four becoming close to being the team last team since Florida to win football and basketball in back-to-back sports. Wow. You will ride with the narrative, won't you? You just, uh, thing wrote itself. That thing SEC, wrote itself. SEC, SEC, <laughs> You know that LSU team doesn't have Stanley Roberts, Shaquille O'Neal, and yeah, Chris Jackson. No, Shaquille O'Neal's not on the LSU team. You know that, right? <laughs> All right, let's go top right. Top right and Todd is in in the lead they, or in the- they call me top right todd so it's it's a good flow <laughs> so i have uh i have baylor and no reason why even though they're struggling i just have a feeling north carolina beats wisconsin um i just clicked i have no idea why winthrop's going to beat villanova um i got purdue Utah state upsetting texas tech arkansas florida and ohio state uh, then I have Baylor advancing against UNC. I have Purdue advancing against Winthrop. I have um, Arkansas advancing over Utah State. And I have Flo Rida beating Ohio State. Yes, I'm a homer. So you can criticize that all you want. <laughs> I'm guilty as charged. Um, so I got Baylor, Florida. Where am I, Sean? Where, where am I? Uh, uh, elite eight. In Florida, the- Florida, right? And elite then eight. I have Baylor advancing. So you have you have Florida winning the first two and losing to Baylor. Yep. In the in the elite this eight. game is um, I think I'm good. Yeah, I Baylor Florida and then Baylor advancing. Okay, wow. and 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 remind me again, Florida beats who in the elite eight? Arkansas or Texas? Kansas, Texas? right? Arkansas. Okay. okay. I mean, wow, you're up. Yeah. I got the chalk going through except for Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech's going to beat Arkansas. So you have one, four, two, six, Ohio State, Texas Tech, Baylor, and Purdue with Baylor and Ohio State playing in the the regional championship with Ohio State going to the final four. Wow. They have a good guard play, and guard play always wins. The very most. important in the tournament. Yep. Yeah, it is. It's very important. Their coach, their coach is underrated, but solid. Yep. Um, uh, big man, if EJ Liddell, Kyle Young will be back from his concussion. Okay. Bill. Uh, I'm up. I'm up. Um, okay. I got Baylor, Carolina. Riding with the Eagles out of Rock Hill, South Carolina, Winthrop, Purdue. Mm. Was I, I, I'm tempted to take North Texas there. Um, Purdue playing in their home state. A lot of pressure. No travel, though. I just think the bigs of, of, of the Big Ten are going to be, be better. Texas Tech, Arkansas, and Virginia Tech, Ohio State. Just going by my by my standard philosophy of I don't truly believe Florida's going to win. I'll choose against them. That way, if they win, then I'm good anyway. Um, it's a def- it's a defense mechanism. It's okay. We forgive exactly. <laughs> here's my here's my upset. Another twelve rides to the Sweet Sixteen. Winthrop, you love twelve seeds. Only, you love twelve. Only, only have lost one game. They play Baylor in the in the uh, Elite Eight. Arkansas plays Ohio State. Ohio State outlast arkansas with their inside strength baylor beats winthrop in an overtime game 
Wow. Calling <laughs> wow we're, calling, we're calling how we win it. I like it. <laughs> Baylor goes to the final four. Uh, wow. That's, that's impressive. I'm going to, uh, <laughs> first of all, I don't have a single 12 winning. That's my thing yeah. this year. Yeah. No yeah. 12 it's too popular, beats right? five. Too this popular. is the year. This is the year. Okay. Uh, I, like I got Baylor. You're the fives. Baylor and Carolina, Villanova, Purdue, Utah State with an upset of Texas Tech. I saw something like where they've got this massive center. Their whole team is big. Um, Finished the Aggies, Mountain West, man, Mountain West. Yeah. So yeah, and so uh, Virginia Tech uh, and uh, will be playing Ohio State. So that's my my um, first round. Uh, Ohio State, Arkansas, chalk. Uh, Baylor, Purdue, chalk. Uh, Baylor against Arkansas. Sorry. Uh, Razorback okay. upset of the uh, Buckeyes and Baylor moving wow. on. Baylor moving on to the final four. Okay. So we have chalky Baylor too, right? Chalky yeah, Baylor. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the Midwest. That's your, now it's your region. You, you read off your, your, your teams first. It smells region and he'll cry. I, I didn't, I didn't really realize I did it until Bill said he didn't pick one. I picked all four of the 12s. It sounds like Sean. Of course you five, did. Which is kind of did which is kind of stupid as I look at it now, but maybe, maybe right? Well, that's why I didn't save my bracket because I, I figured tonight I might change something. And it's on tape. You got to hit submit. No, I'm, I'm you... saying, but I haven't, once, once I'm done reading them, I'll hit submit. All right. Me too. Uh, me too. Uh, but I have, basically I have one, two, three, and four going through in this bracket. I think it's the easiest bracket for the four top teams to go through. Uh, hmm. A couple of upsets in the first round. I have Oregon State beating Tennessee. Uh, and then after that, it's pretty much the chalk all the way through with uh, uh, Illinois beating Houston uh, pretty handily to get into the final four. Hmm. With who beating who? Illinois beating Houston? Illinois beating Houston. So the one, okay. two in, in that region. Illinois is uh, very good and very big, very big. Uh, mm -hmm. But they also have a, have a decent have a decent guard play as well. Yeah, they do. Yep. All right. That means uh, uh, I'm up. Yes. No. Yeah, I'm up. Okay. So I go Illinois, Georgia Tech. Was really impressed by them winning the ACC. I like that point guard who got injured in the in the semifinals but came back and, uh, you know, was very emotional at the end of the game. Uh, tough, gritty player. I really wanted to go for the OSU OSU match in in the thirty two <laughs> with Oregon State, State, but I went with Tennessee Oklahoma State. I think Tennessee's got a little chip on their shoulder. Um, I am going to go San Diego State over Syracuse, uh, West Virginia, Clemson and Houston. I'm, I'm tempted to pick Rutgers, but Clemson I think being back in the tournament, they started nine and one in the ACC. Uh, then my next round Sweet Sixteen looks like San Diego State beating West Virginia. Bob Huggins, again, can't make it back to the Final Four. Uh, San Diego State, Houston, Illinois, Oklahoma State. And then here it is, boys. Oklahoma State with Cade Cunningham, Player of the Year. Number one draft pick in the NBA, Cade Cunningham. And the Oklahoma State Sooners, or uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys, upset Illinois. Play Houston in the in the uh, state. Uh, and Oklahoma, uh, state. <laughs> Oklahoma State goes to the Final Four. Wow. Wow. Oklahoma State in the final four. Cade's that good, huh? Hmm. You know, big country doesn't play for Oklahoma State anymore, right? No. Big country. <laughs> Tell me uh, his real name. Let's see. Um, you know what? I, I forgot. I, I don't know. I think you got Brian Reed. There you go. Yep. I follow Sean. Um, Sounds right. So I have uh, Illinois. I have Loyola Chicago. When they, they went 24 and four. I don't know if you know that, but they, they're a good team. Um, and Sister Jean is letting it. They're letting Sister Jean in. I, that's awesome. So Illinois, uh, Loyola, Loyola, Chicago, Tennessee, Oklahoma State, they're chalked there. I love the Aztecs against Syracuse just from the point of view that, you know, I grew, Kevin grew up a little part of his life at San Diego State. I hung out at San Diego State a lot, never went to school there. But, and then Kevin went to Syracuse for his master's. We're taking San Diego State. Um, West Virginia and Clemson, Houston. I do have San Diego State making the Sweet 16 as well against Houston, Sean, just like you did. Um, but, and Illinois, Oklahoma state, but there's no way Oklahoma state beats Illinois. It's one, two here. Another chalk for me, Illinois, Houston in the, uh, uh, final of that region and Illinois advancing to the final four. So what do you have? Do you have four number ones, Bill? I have uh, three ones and a three, which sounds just about right. And your three is Texas, Texas. That's right. Okay. 
right. Yeah, Sean, Sean, if I was a clown, I would be, um, if I was a dinosaur, I'd be Chalkosaurus Rex. <laughs> and if I was a clown, I'd be Chalky the Clown. Um, I'm pretty chalky in the, if you were the Midwest. Scary, if you were a scary toy of a baby that kills people, you'd which, be Chalky. Which means yes. based on based on March Madness history, Todd is texting us Friday night saying, brackets have been torn up. I'm screwed. <laughs> right? I'm, are you uh, insinuating I pout? During uh, during <laughs> the way March Madness works is half the nation will tear up their brackets when there's you know four thirteens in the in the Sweet Sixteen, you know. Yeah. So I got uh, Illinois. You all been pronouncing it incorrectly. It's Illinois. That's a hard S. Um, <laughs> Georgia Tech uh, impressed by their ACC tournament victory um, again. Tennessee, Oklahoma State, Bill, uh, just San Diego State was easy to click. Um, West Virginia. Clemson, Houston. Um, advancing, I got, uh, let's start from the top. I got Illinois, Tennessee, and I also have San Diego State, Houston. Wow. And then I have Illinois, Houston, one versus two, and I'm going for the slight upset of Houston advancing to the final four. Wow. So, Sean, not, since Guy, not since Guy Lewis would Houston have been in the final four. I have two ones, a two, and a four in my final four, which I think feels about right, Bill. I got favorite. a one, two, one, four. <laughs> Mal, what do you got? Three ones and a two. Ohio State being the two, Illinois, Gonzaga, and Michigan. Okay. Wow. That's cool. Where All right. I'm going to hit submit. I got 160. Are we going to talk gotta about the going. champion? Yeah, yeah, that's, right. yeah. that's right. Uh, Who's I in went first. So I'll go up. I've got Gonzaga versus Oklahoma State. And the winner is? Might as well just, might as well just go best, all the way. Right? I got the best team against the best player. And who wins the best team? Which if the I go back in to combined points, if I go back to 1979, Michigan State best team, Larry Bird best player. Mm. Um, somewhere in here, Bill. Gonzaga cuts down the nets. They become the first team since 1976 to go undefeated and wow. establish themselves as one of the best teams of our generation. Was that Indiana that did that? Mm -hmm. that yeah. Indiana. 86, yep. 68 or something Kent, silly. Kent Benson. Um, yep. Kent Benson. And who else, Mal? Um, wow. uh, I was just thinking how you can't team, right? anybody but Kent Benson on that team. No, there was a couple of good guys. And I'll look it up all that you guys are saying. I, okay. I have Gonzaga with 166 total points. Mm. Wasn't Isaiah on that team or no? No, no. He was on... He was on uh, a later team. Okay. So he's smart. He smart was on that team. Smart was on their 86 winning team. Yeah. Oh, this is 76. My bad. Yeah. It was a while Got ago. Um, okay. My final four is, is uh, start on the right side on this. As we look at it, Baylor, Illinois, I got Illinois moving on to the championship game against this Gonzaga Bulldogs beat Texas. And so it's a Gonzaga, Illinois final. And here's my upset. Gonzaga doesn't go perfect. They get New York Giants, just like the Patriots, heartbroken. Oh, and your 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 uh, your national your your national champion is Illinois. Total points one fifty four. Wow. I, you can you can mm. lock that in. Bet the house. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. And I'm gonna hit submit. Mine's in. It's done. I'm not yep. changing. Anything. Mine's in too. All right. <clears throat> Wait a minute. It says I picked is, Illinois to win. What, what the hell happened? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Is it me, but Sean? I think it's me, right? Yep. yep. By the way, I've already hit submit. I'm not a, uh, uh, never mind. Um, I, you can still edit it. You can still edit it. I censored myself, right? Uh, <laughs> I have Gonzaga. 1201 on Thursday. Yep. I, I have Gonzaga playing Baylor in the final and a combined score of 151. Ooh. Ega wins the national championship. Wow. Very chalky. Yes, I yes. agree. Yep. Kind of hard not to watch. Really, every time I do these, it's kind of hard not to just pick this is the team that should win, right? Right. Yep. But it's true. You have an end in mind, right? And you kind of make yep. it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do that with Duke all the time. Thank God they didn't make the tournament. I'd be picking them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are we done? Anthony the Mal? I got Gonzaga and Illinois. Gonzaga winning and in a low scoring game, 127 points. Ooh, oh boy. Wow. Yeah. 60, 65, 62. Mm-hmm. Zag is like an amazing that. team. All right. So here's your lineup uh, for the of the 
champion Scott May, Mal, Kent Benson, Quinn Buckner was the there other guy go. you can't. There you uh, go. Quinn There's Buckner. A... Yeah. Scott May uh, was a was a forward. Quinn Buckner was their guard. Bob Wilkerson, Wayne Radford, Jim Cruz was another one of their guards, um, and then a couple other bench guys. But cool. um, Quinn yeah. Buckner, that's the guy you know, I forgot. Um, let's go. Before we go around the horn, Todd, I do want to share one cool non-golf uh, or basketball story. Sunderland wins the Papa John's Trophy in Wembley Stadium. Uh, great, great video of the boys kind of making their bus trip and playing in front of nobody at Wembley Stadium, but kind of cool to watch them walk out and look at the, look at the thing. They, you know, that's one of those kind of season-long tournaments where they just kind of keep, keep winning um, non non uh what league are they in todd what's their league, league one they're league, league one yeah it's a non-league one like it doesn't count towards the table in league one but they advanced all the way and, and won the tournament in uh in wembley so pretty cool pretty cool uh ride for sunderland was yes was there, a, was there a camera crew following them could you tell todd well i, I mean know. yes because i watched i watched like an eight and a half minute kind of youtube um it's a video of like behind the scenes and then oh, that's, that's got to be the documentary crew. That's awesome. Maybe it's until yeah. I die. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Hoisting trophies is as much as you want promotion. Uh, hoisting trophies is always uh, special for those guys. And here's a little tidbit. If you're ever following, they'll say in all comps, like uh, Sunderland is undefeated in the last 10 games in all comps. Basically uh, if they're playing league one games versus games versus FA cup games versus that's the phrase in all competitions. Right. So just a little, a little sneak peek behind the curtain. Very cool. All right, boys, anything, anything else on the sports radar that jumped out at you that you want to chat about? Otherwise let's just go around the horn. Mal, I'll start with you as always. What's coming up this week. We are now, one more sports note. we talked about it like briefly in the, in the, the chat that uh, Marvin Hagler passed away this week, ah. relatively young age and uh, marvelous, marvelous. Yeah. This has been Anthony's death corner on the stare down. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's well, worth noting. I though, thought right? that was, I yeah. thought that was lost lyrics um, territory. It was, it was this week. Yeah. No, but that's worth noting. You know, I mean, God, the, the Hagler Hearns boxing match was back when 10 rounds where there was actually punches being thrown for, Nine and a half of them, right? Not just oh, yeah. hugging and grabbing and dancing. Hagler Hearns was just eight minutes. Yeah. And some say yeah. it's the best eight minutes of boxing ever. What, that, I think that, that second round was like voted the best round ever, right? Yeah. They just went uh, at each other blow for blow. Unbelievable, right? Yeah. Now, I, I got to meet Marvin Hagler once a long time ago because uh, being in New England uh, uh, in Hartford uh, with the uh, old Pep. I forget his first name. There's an old uh, lightweight boxer and they had a, um, and well, Marvin Hagler was there. He was such a gentleman. He was such mm -hmm. a nice guy, uh, really soft-spoken and, and well-spoken, but he was uh, um, a, a good guy, a, just a very good guy. And I heard a story today, um, his, his managers, the Petroselli brothers, the Petro, whatever they were, the, the, the brothers that managed him and, and trained him, they tried to get him to, instead of pay, when he made it, they're both from Brockton, Massachusetts. Hmm. When they, when he started making money, they said, instead of giving us a percentage, you need to save your money. We'll just take a set fee hmm. on every fight. And Marvin Hagler looked at them both and says, nope, we have a deal. You guys are the reason why I'm here. You're going to get that percentage for as long as I fight. And if you bring it up again, I will fire you. <laughs> wow he was that's that kind cool. of a guy and uh um I, I mean those his fights kind of got me into boxing as a as a you know a college age out of college age age guy so uh i was sad to hear that he passed mm. yeah good 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 remembrance there mal how about your week ahead what do you got oh i've uh, got two new listings coming on the market uh, another one, thank you to High Note, happened today. Bill Rizzer, we're going to buy you some beer someday. <laughs> Highnut.io, we love this, this little program. Uh, we uh, also, uh, our family is getting together uh, a, a tournament in honor of uh, our, our cousin Chip, who passed away over the summer. Uh, 
the ex-sports writer for the New Haven Register. Uh, and we, we had our first committee meeting, if you will, last night. And uh, August 9th, you guys are invited to come to New Haven, Connecticut, if you want to play in a golf tournament. If otherwise, uh, we'll be working on getting that together. Uh, and we're calling the tournament The Boy after Chip's um, remembrances of uh, John Paul in every one of his Sunday gravy columns. Uh, mm. We've already gotten a great response from folks in, up, up in New England who knew and loved Chip. So it should be a good time. But we're starting that, uh, working towards getting that together. We don't have much time. It's in August 9th. So we have to work pretty hard to get it done. But that'll be a lot of fun. Todd? So yeah, uh, business is more and more back to usual. Um, we're not there yet, but things seem to be opening up a little more. So I'm hoping that the, uh, the, the, con the trend continues. Um, on, uh, I guess the, I don't know if it's a personal note, but Phil Lesh turns 81 today, boys. 81. Wow. The Phil Zone. Mel, I bet you were caught in Phil Zone a couple times at some of those concerts, weren't you? Sure so, were. Um, I didn't know yeah, it was cool. his birthday. That's awesome. Yeah, 81 today. Um, I actually saw further with my brother, I want to say 12, 2012. And I, I was like, God, he's old for playing. He was 71, so, or 72. But anyway, um, but yeah, what I'm going to focus on this week, I guess it's a sports show, but I really am, am thrilled and trying to learn from what Justin Thomas and Lee Westwood both did on the course this week. Justin Thomas um, battled adversity, battled the loss of his grandfather, uh, was not <laughs> seeked help and uh, kept moving forward and turned that horrible experience um, into a positive. Wow. So congratulations to him. And also Lee Westwood is play, playing highly competitive golf at 47. And it looks like he's having a really genuinely good time doing it. So those two guys, uh, I'm going to try to learn from, from this week um, and try to apply it in my own, uh, in my own life. So cool stuff. Cool. Um, let's see my turn. We have this week on the podcast, uh, one of the original dudes who helped start century 21, Bob McKinnon. I don't know, Sean, if you know, Bob McKinnon, but Bob is now the director of leadership development at exit realty. He spent 25 okay. years, 25 years with uh, century 21 in LA, Southern California area. Uh, really cool guy. He, <laughs> we share on the podcast that he was in the audience when I won the Immun Innovator Award, and he had just started his podcast. He happened to be sitting next to Annette Anthony, who I know very well from yeah. Phoenix, right? And Annette, so he said, he's like, wow, look at that guy. He won the Immun Innovator Award for the podcast. I got to meet him. And Annette goes, it's Bill. I know him. Come on. So, so yeah, we, met I got you. we met in the hallway at that Immun event and had a conversation. And, and I, in my bad, I apologize even on the podcast for losing connection with him, but um, we actually did a double double header. Uh, he recorded for my episode. I recorded for his episode all at the same time, or, you know, right after each other. And it's cool. it's a it's a neat story. I can't wait for you to hear it, Sean and, and Mal, and give me your take. He's he's a very interesting guy. He's got to be in his mid seventies, um, and just doing some great things. So it's a lot of fun. That's that's, that's it. great. And, you know, and work wise, we're um, we're acquiring a lot of, we're really working hard to get some more MLSs uh, to play nicely with rate my agent. We're, we're having some success there. So that feels good. And, uh, and we're, we're moving forward. Bill, give a little shout out to the thing you're doing with Shelly Zavitz. <laughs> so yeah, that's um, new agent 365, right? That's, it's a great, um, I, well, I, I say it's great, but what Shelly did is she took her book, um, you know, your first 365 days in real estate and, and said, let's, let's create a course out of this. Let's create some sort of work. And it's a, it's a really fun session. Um, there are 12 blocks, 12 um, chapters. Each one has a speaker, right? So when they talk about um, digital marketing, I think it might be Dale Chumley, right? And when they talk about building partnerships in the industry, it's me. Because I, I talk at length at the time when I recorded this, I was still with Fidelity. And I talk at length about that troika of lender, title, realtor, how important that is to a new agent. Because I don't think you realize that when you're new, how important that is. And I talk about, you know, maybe how to make sure you've got the right relationships going. Because a, a lot of people prey on, <laughs> lenders and title people tend to prey on realtors and tell them things that maybe they can't really do. And so I, I, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's only a hundred bucks. And 
and uh, and it, there's a there's some live components to it with Shelly. Stephanie Chumley is the host, you know, and she kind of runs it. And um, is it on video or is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's it. I, I recorded the video at our uh, at a really cool studio over in Orlando. Um, most all the rest of the videos were recorded, you know, professionally recorded up in the Portland area because that's where a lot of those people are. And it uh, this is our second. It's a nice session. list of people. You, Lori Davis. Never yeah. Trapin, yeah. Dale, Joe, Joseph, uh, McSaysay is in there. Um, yeah. McSaysay. What's he talking about? How to take selfies? Uh, yeah, exactly. You said that, not me. <laughs> Dude uh, takes ten a day. He takes ten a day and posts nine of them. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So anyway, and I love him. I yeah, I, I, think, I joke with him all the time. Yeah, he, he hasn't does. worn a pair of socks in fifteen he, years. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> care. You can joke all you want. Uh, so anyways, that's, thanks for mentioning that. Shelly will love that. It was, it's a uh, pretty fun. So. Yeah, that was cool. And by the way, Bill, I, I absolutely loved, even though you had to edit it down time-wise, I loved the conversation with Tiffany. She's as I honest as they get, right? She does she not. She was one of the most transparent, just direct guests you've had. I think yep. she, she probably easily dropped the most uh, cuss words. Um, I think you're you right. Know, <laughs> yeah. And I cut some and, out. And, and none of them were forced. It was just very Jersey-esque of her. Yeah. It, it it's was, who she you know, is. I mean, I mean, and I, I wasn't lying when I said, you know, when you see Jeff and Tiff show up at the conference, you're like, okay, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> it just got real. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. So it's cool. got real. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, guys, for me, a great week as I as I preluded in the intro, great day of coaching today with some of our top agents. Tomorrow, I kick off two back-to-back -back days with the Ohio Realtors as part of their GRI 200 class. I do my signature, uh, give them something to talk about class on Tuesday. Um, and then I do a social media kind of overview drop-in to a lot of the, the tools that agents can leverage. Then I, then I connect with my buddy, John Finch with Call Banker Maine for their company, St. Patty's Day Party. Uh, and then Thursday, I go up to Bismarck, North Dakota, for a drop-in. Uh, and then I do a, a session for the um, ERA uh, fuel event on Thursday afternoon. And then, knock on wood, I'm trying to schedule a vaccine shot for Friday, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Friday's my dad's birthday, so do a little celebrating on that and uh, have a fun episode of Lost Lyrics. So, should be good. Anything else? Hey, listen, guys, live in Bismarck, huh? live and in person in Bismarck. Uh, no, no, that's not till next next year. I'm live in next next month. I'm live in person in South Dakota, not North Dakota. Okay, so just just gotcha. virtual. So, hey guys, great gotcha. week, Mal. Your your sticker looks great. On behalf of everybody, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to the Stare Down.